Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Good morning, everybody. My name is Layla, and you're listening to a Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. We're so glad you could join us, but before we get into the Word this morning, let's take a moment and pray. God, we thank you for today, and we thank you for your goodness, Lord. We thank you for your spirit and the anointing that you've given us, Lord, that you have given us the ministry of reconciliation, that we're able to follow in the footsteps of our Messiah, Jesus the Christ. Lord, we celebrate and rejoice in your name and in your goodness, Lord. And we just thank you for your good works. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. amen. And amen. Well, good morning and welcome, everyone. Glad to have you with us as we continue our study in the book of Acts. And we're still focusing on verses 16 through 34. Of chapter 16. Of chapter 16, yes. Mm -hmm. Thank you, honey, honey. You're welcome, my love. So if you have not had, if you're just joining us and or have not had the opportunity to read that section of scripture, I want to encourage you to go ahead and pause this episode now in order to give yourself the time and opportunity to read through that and to assist you in following along with the discussion. Amen? Amen. Amen. All right. And now, the floor is open to give each of you the opportunity to share what the Holy Spirit is speaking and ministering to you, and to ask any questions that you have. So who'd like to begin? I'll begin. All right, Charles. Um, one of the things that the Lord is speaking to me about is how Mommy had been um, talking about Paul and how he eventually became tired of it. And the Lord was showing me was that while there was the Paul had the ability to cast out the demon from the very first second, there was also an aspect of when the Lord wanted it done. Not saying that the Lord wants people to be in bondage, but there's a perfect timing for everything. Because we, if we look at Lazarus, Jesus didn't immediately go as soon as he died and raised him, but he said, I'm going to wait four days so you guys can believe. And how I think that's the same thing that's occurring here. He's everything had to work out in the specific situation the way it did for everything to happen exactly as it did. Amen. Because, mm -hmm. uh, go ahead, sweetheart. Because if we look at it, um, if Paul had done it the very first day, while he may have been thrown into prison, it would have been out of the will of God and the Lord wouldn't have been able to move as he wanted. But when Paul had a sense that the Lord was saying, okay, now's the time to deal with this, he dealt with it. And mm -hmm. then everything happened the way it needed to happen. Amen. So Paul needed to be free to go back to the, the place of prayer to minister to Lydia and the other women that were there. So the Lord had perfectly orchestrated Paul's timeline of being in this area, his itinerary, <laughs> his spiritual itinerary, if mm -hmm. you will, of all the things that he was sent there by God to do. Yes. Amen. Amen. And then after, when, after that happened, another thing that the Lord... Um, pointed out to me is that when we look and see Paul when he was talking to the jail and saying do yourself no harm the Lord was just showing me that in that instance it was Paul speaking by the Holy Spirit because if we think about this the jailer did not know that everybody had fled so we can uh, safely assume he was out of sight of the prisons he couldn't see the prisoners nor the well, prisoners see him it could have been he could have been in his office we don't know exactly where he was but it's also yes. um 
They were lacking things like security cameras and, you know, things that we have are common. In <laughs> that we enjoy not just, today. <laughs> right. That aren't just Dash in prisons, cams. but in, exactly, that are all over in grocery stores or retail stores. I mean, they're everywhere, right? They're yes. on traffic lights and a number of other places, right? We, we enjoy them because it doesn't require a physical person to be there, but they can still monitor what is happening. So it makes, yes. if you will, quote unquote, life for the the guards in this case easier well they didn't have that then yes so hey who knows where where he was but clearly there wasn't one person just standing there walking up and down the row in between the cells right Mm -hmm. yes this this particular guy says was sleep uh verse 27 awaking from sleep Mm -hmm. yes so sleeping on the job like y'all never dozed up in church before. No, just playing. <laughs> I'm just well, joking. <laughs> but this is supposed. This is a military person, right? I mean, this, this is a clearly part of the Romans. Yes. Yes. So, yes. Uh, I assure you, in the military, they they kind of frown on people sleeping when they're supposed to be on watch. Don't do it. So he already knew. Again, as especially as we when said, something bad happens. Man, yeah, exactly. Because there's an investigation, and they're gonna get to the bottom. Well, what were you doing? And when? And well. How do you think that answer is going to fly? I was sleeping when I should have been guarding these prisoners. Oh, okay. Right, <laughs> Just signed your own death warrant. You know, it reminds me of the when was it Paul who was preaching and there was a little someone in the window. That yes, fell that fell out. <laughs> right, <laughs> he had to get raised from the dead. How embarrassing! No, but thankfully, <laughs> <laughs> why'd you get raised from the dead? I fell asleep in church. No, <laughs> <laughs> and fell out the window. Right? <laughs> I fell asleep in church. Yeah, exactly. And so, fell out the window. Mm-hmm. So just understanding that, right? Like, yes, there is application to today. Mm-hmm. While hey, some of the things, the the more technological or modern conveniences, were they didn't have them at, at that day, right? Yes. So, yes. But at the core, is it still not identical? Do people still fall asleep while they're quote unquote on watch? Yes. I assure you, they do. Mm-hmm. No doubt. Amen. Amen, amen. Got anything else? Um, yes. Okay. So Lord was showing me here was that um, also he, he couldn't necessarily see all of them or some of them because if he had seen them, like if you see someone sitting in a cell, you know they're still there. But it said he supposed all of them had fled, meaning he couldn't even see Paul or Silas or whoever he was in front of mm-hmm. at this point. Verse 29 says he called for a light and ran in. So the lights, maybe they went out when the when everything was shaken. Mm-hmm. Yes. The Lord, he enjoyed some earthquakes back then, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> he does, yes. With Moses. <laughs> Go ahead. With Go Elijah ahead. and the K-Rod. I mean, there's a lot of things, yeah. And then after that point, so when Paul said, do not do yourself no harm, the Lord showed me was that he was speaking by the Holy Spirit. It wasn't necessarily that Paul saw him about to kill himself that instant mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because um, the Lord showed me it wasn't the jailer. He didn't run around to go look first, then stab himself. He instantly went, oh, man, they're gone, and I'm going to get this over with. Mm-hmm. And how that also relates to just the mercy of the Lord and how he didn't want the jailer to kill himself. Mm-hmm. The Lord could have quite have easily been quiet, but he said, nope, I'm going to intervene in this situation. Mm-hmm. I'm going to preserve his life, though he wasn't necessarily doing the right thing. Amen. And remembering back to Mark chapter 4, verse 26, 
the the end of the section there um verse 29 says but when the grain ripens immediately he puts in the sickle because the harvest has come remember god is the he's the harvester we're we're many harvesters on his behalf but Mm -hmm. he's the one who's reaping here so as you said he went through great efforts to put this itinerary together right to orchestrate this event because he didn't want the centurion to die he wanted those households to become vessels that would carry the word wherever he sent them right yes so that they themselves will become um, seed planters and waterers and eventually harvesters of the kingdom but the lord truly means what he says when he sows the word he sows it with the intention of getting a harvest he sows with the intention of getting a return so our natural propensity would be get rid of our adversaries kill them lord kill them but god's like no i'm going to turn that into a vessel because if that were god's motivation we wouldn't have the apostle paul Uh we would have not been enjoying the word through him no the lord is a righteous judge and we let him make the determinations but when we start hollering out kill him lord kill him even david in the in in the old testament when he started talking like that but then he was like okay lord you know my ways <laughs> try me and tell me if there's anything in me that doesn't lead to life teach me something cuz i know how i feel right now i know what i'm thinking I, I i do love you but i've had enough of these people right so i want them yes. to be gone away permanently and the natural mind the human flesh thinks death is the way to achieve that but god says I've got conversion, right? And there's some people that will resist God and refuse to be um, mm-hmm. to give their lives to him. And the Lord knows how to deal with them. We don't need to soil our garments before God by hating others and using the scriptures as a means to gain revenge or try to vindicate ourselves and wish that people would die. And I know I'm speaking to a lot of believers right now mm-hmm. because you're you're listening and hanging on prophetic words because they're telling you that people are about to die and people are going to die and you feel some satisfaction in that. But the Lord talks about rejoicing when the when your adversary falls. That does not please him because that's not his way. And he said, bless those who curse you. Amen. Do good to them who use you and are mistreating of you. Not wish that they would die. As she rebuked uh, his own <laughs> disciples for that. We're wanting to call down fire, right? Like we can get this done tonight, Lord. We don't even have to worry about it again. But then again, let's look at the pattern example set forth in Christ. How did he interact with Judas? He loved him just he the same. He loved him. He blessed him. He gave him a place, uh, if you will, a seat at the table. Dipped his not, bread in the cup with him. Okay. So not, mm-hmm. not treating him as an outcast. Not Well, I mean, he's God. He could have struck him down, right? But he didn't do any of those things. He extended his grace, his mercy. And that's the other thing with this is it ex- it exposes evil and lies, right? That's what the Holy Spirit does. <clears throat> so you, LaCharles, you had brought up this this thing with the, the little slave girl who was practicing divination, right? How it yes. was multiple days of following Paul and Silas around, right? Yes. Well... So yes, there was clearly demonic, a demonic presence activity that would, had possessed her, was operating through her. Yes? Mm-hmm. Yes. But what's happening in that time? Paul's continuing to do what the Lord has commanded him to do. Okay. Which is what? Preach the word. Preaching and teaching the word. So are seeds still not being planted and watered? 
That includes on the inside of this little slave girl, right? Yes. So let's understand this, right? This is, it matters. It's important. So those things are rising up on the inside of her. You know, freedom and deliverance is, yes, the Lord can, it can and will do that. Also, the person has to want it. Yes. They have to desire to be free from bondage. If they are friends with demons, if that's their friend, then the Lord's going to allow that to remain, right? And, I, you know, as I'm talking, I'm reminded of this this time where uh, we were at a, a church and, you know, invited to to preach and teach. And um, I remember right at the beginning of the of the message, there was just a couple things that, that happened. And, um, you know, the Lord pointed out this, this one woman in the church who was sitting. Now, I couldn't just, didn't feel led, I should say, to, you know, make a, a, a show and a, you know, highlight something right at the very beginning of the message and cast this demon out, if you will, all loud and, you know, I'll say showy, but not that we operate showiness, but mm. you, you know what I'm saying, right? Um, it was just to keep the, the focus and attention on the word. So, um, you know, we're two different places because I'm at the, at the, um, the podium and uh, I'm preaching and, and you, honey, honey, you were in the back, but we, mm. the Lord like cued us both into that at the same time and quietly, silently, if you will, under our breath, or at least for me, because if we had a microphone and everything else, uh, I just rebuked that demon and cast it out in the name of Jesus. And I know that it left. But then I also saw that individual, it was a woman, got up and walked right out after it and literally did not come back in to the building for the remainder of the day. Did not come back into the church building for the remainder of the day. That was her friend. And she went after it and stayed outside. And then when I walked outside, you know, when we were getting ready to leave, uh, she was out there on the phone and doing whatever else and smoking, but wouldn't come around us. Who is your friend? Do you want to be delivered? Do you want to be set free? We see throughout Christ's ministry that he delivered the captives. He set them free. No demon was too strong for him. Yes. No number of demons was too strong for him. <clears throat> Even with Legion or the demoniac, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. Well, that's, that's the God we serve. That's our God and we're his people. And he gave us that same power. In to, his name, of course. In his name, exactly, mm -hmm. yes. That same power to operate in his name. So we see Paul operating in and through here. And we see the results. They're just like Jesus's during his earthly ministry, yes? Yes. Our pattern and example. So un understand those things from both sides of it. Well, it doesn't say that she wanted to be delivered. No doubt the word was building up in her, was rising up. Because that's what the word does. It gets yes. in and it separates even to the division of joint and marrow. Yes. 
So understand those things. But also for those that desire to be delivered. Well, I'll say, do you desire to be delivered? I'll ask that question first. Because the Lord's capable to do that. Ready and willing to do that. Is that what you desire? Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't have anything to add, sweetie. <laughs> okay. I just, I just wanted, you know, felt led to share those things so we can get a fuller understanding of what's happening. All right. There's, there's time. Okay. Well, you know what? I do have a, just, just something I want to say about that as well. Okay. When we've already talked about God's will, his will is to set every captive free. Amen. His will is that he is the Lord our God who heals us. He has not changed. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And as you mentioned about um, being friends with the situation, mm-hmm. I've, I've met many people um, who needed healing in their body. And they aren't able to receive from the Lord because their sickness is their friend. Their ailment is their means to get X, Y, and Z, whether it be pity and sympathy, whether it be visitation, whether it be um, discounts, whether it be anything. But as long as you're in your mind, you're saying, I need this because it's my dot, dot, dot. I need this because it's my how I get, you know, et cetera, et cetera. That will stay with you. But when it is no longer your friend and it's you have the opinion and the mindset that you also want to destroy the works of Satan, point blank, you know what I mean? Then you'll be able to receive your healing. If you've been waiting on God for a time and you're like, man, Lord, I thought you were going to heal me. I want you to heal me, et cetera, et cetera. God is our, the healing has already been done. Christ has already died and been raised. He's not going to come and be crucified again for anything that's been once Uh and done for all. And the, the scripture talks specifically about us having a mindset of wanting it to happen over because that's not appropriate. It's already been done. Apply what's been, what's been done. And I don't mean to sound so direct or, or harsh, but this is a truth that you, we all have to understand if ailment, if, um, being low or any of that stuff is our friend. If poverty is your friend, if, if, um, sickness in your body is your friend and by friend it, you feel like I need this because I get it will interfere with your ability to receive what's already been provided to you. Because it shows where your faith is. Your faith is in that it is your friend, or even if you never say those words, many times it's demonstrated through our actions. Mm-hmm. Even though the words that you speak would be, no, no, I don't believe that I'm supposed to be you know, in poverty or, or any of those things. Mm-hmm. How, what are your actions? Mm-hmm. They demonstrate what you believe. And so it, and the, it hinders your faith and your faith is actually not able to go forward and be, and take a hold of what is already provided because you have a, but I need X, Y, and Z. You know, I've, I've had people tell me, you know, like they didn't want to receive healing because then, you know, they won't have that story to tell, tell, or they'll, they, people won't feel sorry for them anymore, you know, and I'm giving you the the straight, here's the end result of what they articulated to me, but there it was nonetheless. Or people, there was a woman in particular who was being ministered to, and she had had a hard life, but part of her identity was wrapped up in the hard life that she had. And so when she told that story, she got sympathy and she was enjoying that. And the Lord was like, hey, that's not appropriate. Make sure that your mindset is that this has nothing in me. 
I want what you said is available to me, God. Right? Yes. 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 Amen. So sickness, it doesn't belong to us. We have healing. Poverty doesn't belong to us. We have our needs met. Mm-hmm. Broken relationships doesn't belong to us. We have our relationships restored through on all those things through Christ Jesus and everything that he has provided and supplied. Amen. Well, let's pause there for today. And with that, can I get a volunteer to close out in prayer, please? I will. All right, I promise. Lord, just thank you for today. Just thank you for showing us what we need to do, Lord, and just revealing things that need to be addressed, Lord. And Lord, I also just thank you for giving us the ability to understand you, Lord, and just giving us your Holy Spirit, Lord, so that we can understand all things, Lord. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. And amen. Well, we love you. God bless you. And have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, take care and God bless you.